Welcome to the Rebel Physician Podcast, where we are creating a path for physicians to break free from the toxic medical system to create an enjoyable and a sustainable career in medicine. Join us each week as we challenge the status quo, push boundaries, and seek to create a better healthcare system for all. Hello, hello, and happy Monday, if you're listening to this when it comes out. If not, happy day, whatever your day you're on. Today, I'm going to go teach on a workshop that I did in my private group. And the topic is shame, and it's a really, really powerful workshop, and I got a lot of great feedback. And the reason why I want to talk about this is that shame is an emotion that I think every single physician feels. And we feel at an extremely exaggerated level, I think, because when we're dealing with other humans, (laughs) that can cause a lot of shame when things don't go perfectly. Before we get started, I do want to ask you something and then tell you something. The ask is, please, if you don't mind, either leaving a rating or review of the podcast My goal for this year is to increase the number of physicians who listen and hopefully increase the impact that we can have among physicians in America and in the world. Or if you don't have time to do that, if you could just maybe share on social media that you're listening to this podcast or send it to a friend who you think it would would help. Um, All of those things not only help other physicians, but it also really helps me and I would really, really appreciate that if you could do that. And the thing I want to tell you is that I have definitely told you about my Rebel Physician community before, but it's I'm revamping it a little bit because it's still free. You still get off my courses, but I'm adding in free coaching and I am adding in a list of vetted resources to help you achieve your Rebel Physician status. And that could look like how to earn passive income. It could look like how to get into real estate. It could look like how to start your own practice or find a coach who specifies, who can specifically teach you certain things. So it's going to be lists that I'm going to continuously add to. And it's a list that either I know, I personally know the person because I've met them at a conference or I've worked with them in the past or I've used their product or I have done significant digging and research so that you don't have to so that you don't that you know that this is someone who you can trust so that's another thing that you get as part of this rebel physician community and of course like i mentioned the group coaching which i think is really exciting and i'm happy to offer that to as many physicians for free as i can and the reason why i'm doing this just a little kind of behind the scenes stuff is that the last year I've really tried to figure it out, figure out like what I even want this rebel physician thing to look like, you know, either as an impact and as a business. And of course, with writing the book, that's going to be such that's such a part of it. But the book is kind of it's a resource that I hope will empower and inspire physicians to make a change in their life. So that's one aspect. And then, of course, this free community, Rebel Physicians, is another aspect, which I hope that we can get the word out more and more. And I love coaching, but I had to be honest with myself about what I, what lights me up the most, what 
do I do with my time that makes me feel the most in flow and, you know, following my intuition, which is something that is really important to me. So I have been doing some experimenting and thinking and meditating on it. And ultimately what this business entity is going to look like for me now is speaking engagements, which I am doing a lot more over the next year now that I'm no longer pregnant. And I am considering maybe taking on the one-on-one clients every now and then by request only. So those two things are kind of primarily where I am interested in having an income through this business. The main currency, you know, quote unquote currency or in or income that I want, the energy that I want to feel through this brand is really, really more about impact and a revolution and a rebellion. So all of those things kind of came together for me and that's where I'm at now. So went off a little bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to kind of tell you what I've been thinking about and what I've been working on. So there you have it. You can join the free community at www.rebelphysician.com. Just go there and that basically is just a website for the community and you can get in right there. Okay. All right. So using shame to fuel success, let's get into it. We're going to talk about definitions first, my favorite place to start. So shame means feeling of inadequacy, negative self-evaluation and self-consciousness related to a perceived error. Okay. That's what shame is. And the definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. So with these definitions, the first thing I want to bring to light is the fact that success is subjective. And what that means is you get to decide what success looks like for you. And success, again, the accomplishment of an aim or purpose, you have had many successes in your life already. But because we're human beings who are always thinking that we're not enough and there's more to do, we achieve our accomplishment and then we look on to the next thing. So a really easy way to really understand this from your life is to think back to when you started medical school. At the beginning of medical school, all you could think about was getting into residency, or maybe it was when you were finally a real doctor, when you were finally an attending, and that was going to be a success, right? And then if you're anything like me, you got to, you know, medical school graduation and you were, it was exciting for 24 hours. Then you're like, okay, can't wait to get through residency, right? And then you graduate residency and it feels so good. I think I felt good. I was like on a high for a week after residency graduation, But then it was, again, it was like, okay, I'm finally attending. Now what? Right? So we have to be so careful about what we are defining success to be for us. Because what happens for most physicians is we look around the room, the work environment that we're in, the academic center, what our co-residents or peers are doing, and we unconsciously take on the env- what success is to everybody else. So this could be 
um, for someone in an academic center, as being a successful physician means working as hard as possible, climbing up the ladder, becoming an associate professor, or becoming a member of the C-suite, or something like that, right? Or being published X amount of times a year, or getting paid a certain amount of money, or being considered the best XYZ surgeon in the country. That's kind of what naturally happens for physicians. We assume that success means some sort of thing we achieve in our career. And if we're not careful, then we forget that we get to decide what our own success looks like. And what I want to encourage you to think about is success is not just about what you do as a career. A successful life is about so much more than that. It's about how much time you're spending with your loved ones. How aligned is the time that you are spending? How are you treating your body? How do you feel every day? How do you handle disappointment? What's the legacy you're creating? How much freedom do you feel in your life? These are aspects of success that physicians forget to think about because no one around us is thinking about it. Everyone's either drowning in their jobs or they're just on to the next professional goal. And without even really considering, is this something that I want? And this became really obvious to me early on in my career because in my last job, I, after I got settled for a year or so, I finally got over my self-doubt. I all of a sudden wanted to be on these committees at the hospital. And I was like, ooh, maybe someday I'll be department chair. And I had all of these desires, like, oh, I, I want to be in a leadership role. I want to be considered a leader at the hospital. And it took me a while before I finally asked myself, like, where is that coming from? <laughs> what is going on? Why do I want that? And and it was like, there was a big part of me that realized that I didn't want that. Because what it meant is more meetings, more emails, <laughs> less time with my family, probably less sleep. And it was very interesting for me to realize that the most authentic version of me really didn't want that stuff. It was almost like a reaction to the, to the environment that I was in. Like, oh, well, I'm a doctor, so shouldn't I want these things? And that's when I realized, oh, okay, I don't have a clear personal definition of what success looks like. So I created one. Let's talk about toxic shame. So this is in contrast to quote unquote regular shame. <laughs> regular shame is a useful thing that leads to growth and self-correction. So when we do something that we perceive to be wrong, then it's important maybe that we feel shame, right? And these are the most extreme situations of these are hurting someone else, breaking the law, acting unethically. In order to avoid doing those things, shame is helpful 
right? Unless we're a sociopath, we shame is pretty useful. The problem is not shame. The problem is toxic shame. And toxic shame lingers. It leads to a, to feelings of worthlessness. It self-punishes. And it's linked to nervous system overactivity. So always feeling on edge, feeling anxious all the time, rumination. So I'm almost positive that when we talk about regular shame and toxic shame, that this type of shame that you are feeling is toxic shame. I can pretty much guarantee it. If you're listening to me right now, the shame you feel is toxic shame. And you're not alone. You're not alone in that. So many physicians feel this heavy, burdensome shame that seeps into every aspect of your life. It, ha it starts with something that happened at work and then you can't get it out of your head and you're irritable at home or you're, you can't stop thinking about it and you just want to feel better, but it's like lingering in there and you start ruminating about what could have been done differently and why didn't you do better and all of these things. And it, it, it corrupts every single aspect of your life. And the problem is that this happens over and over and over again with so many different events. And again, I want to go back to the definition of shame, of shame because shame is a feeling. It's a feeling of inadequacy, negative self-evaluation, and self-consciousness related to, related to a perceived error. And I'm saying that again because we all experience shame in response to different things which means that shame is not a fact. Shame is not a fact. It's a response of our conditioning and of the environment that we work in and the work that we do. So just I'll, I'll briefly mention imposter syndrome here because of course people who have imposter syndrome, which of course we know is every single person. So what I mean about have imposter syndrome is people who have imposter syndrome in the driver's seat of their life. Okay. Those people, because imposter syndrome is a thing that humans have, but people who are, have their imposter self in the driver's seat, they always feel unworthy and inadequate and have constant negative self-evaluation. So if that's the, the dialogue, that's just the daily dialogue of their life because of self-doubt, then that's basically living a life in toxic shame constantly. And let me tell you something, that is hard and dangerous and not healthy. And it is not making you a better doctor. It is not. And as someone who has felt toxic shame and still do sometimes, what I can tell you is that I understand the feeling about how over overwhelming shame can feel and that it seems like it's impossible to overcome and that's partly true and I'm not saying this is a bad thing but I want you to understand the reality of the situation is that shame 
in and of itself is an emotion. It's the toxic part of it that we have to work on. So when we talk about overcoming things like overcome anger, overcome imposter syndrome, overcome shame, right? That's not super realistic for humans because there are reasons why we feel these emotions in various circumstances. So overcoming them isn't really that useful, but transmuting them is. And transmutation is one of the most powerful things I've ever learned when it comes to working with my emotions. And what transmutation means is very simply to change into another form. And we, we do this all of the time with emotions, right? So we have anger. We feel the emotion of anger in our bodies, right? Our face gets hot. There's all this pressure in our head. At least that's how I feel anger. My heart rate increases. I want to clench my fists, right? That anger is an energy in my body that I transmute to different things. Sometimes I it's I yell at someone, <laughs> right? Sometimes I use that anger and I yell at my kids. And that is not then transmuted into an action of vocalizing. Other times I'm a little bit more I have a little bit more self-control and I transmute anger, the emotion of anger, into physically moving my body. So shaking my body. <laughs> like shaking to release the energy. That's transmuting it. Same thing with excitement, right? When we feel excited, we talk faster. Sometimes we're giving high fives. Sometimes we're doing a little, little dance. <laughs> However, excitement looks for you. And the same thing with guilt. That feeling of guilt we transmute to um, checking our inbox seven million times or logging in to check on the patient a hundred times before we go to bed. So we feel the energy in our body of something and then we transmute it into an action. So this is not something that's new to you. This is something that we do all the time. We just don't ever think about it in this way. So with the lens of transmutation, and now that we have an understanding of what shame is, we can reframe shame to be a clue. So when you feel shame, the first question to ask yourself is, is this toxic shame or is this real shame? Okay, so did I do something wrong? Was there, is this, is, it an, is this an ethical issue, moral issue, legal issue? Like, am I breaking the law here? Is this real shame? And if it's a real shame, then you do things that is that are helpful, right? Like when you do something wrong, you fix it or you apologize or you do a combination of those things, okay? So that's real shame. Probably for 99% of the shame you feel, it's not real shame. It's toxic shame. When you expose the shame, 
that you're feeling is toxic shame, this is a very powerful clue for you. Because that means that there is a limiting belief, there's a feeling of low self-worth, there is an area to focus on with growth. That's triggering the shame. I want to make sure you're following me here. So if we're saying that shame is a feeling of inadequacy or negative self-evaluation, and toxic shame is leading to feelings of worthlessness and self-punishes, then when you feel toxic shame, if you get really curious about it, it's going to expose a limiting belief you have. And this is a very big deal when it comes to your success. So we're going to loop it back into success before we end here. Okay. Though if you want to be more successful in your life, then you want to expose the limiting beliefs you have. Because those are the, the only things that are truly holding you back. So shame is a very powerful emotion. Because it, it's, it's easily exposing all of these limiting beliefs you have. So let me give you an example. I got a negative review from a patient. Okay, let's say I get a negative patient review. And I feel a lot of shame. I'm feeling upset about it. I keep ruminating about the patient encounter. I'm wondering what she thought. Why didn't I do a better job? I can't stop thinking about it. Okay. Now, most of the time, we just we just stay there on the surface of shame, bobbing in shame, feeling like shit, and till the, until it goes away and the next thing comes up that causes us to ruminate, right? However, if we can be brave enough to sit with the shame for a few minutes, it becomes a really helpful resource because I could say, okay, this is interesting. I'm feeling a lot of toxic shame about this because I she gave me a better view, but I did I hurt her? No. Did I break the law? No. Okay? Okay. It's not real shame. It's toxic shame. This is so interesting. Why do I feel ashamed? Right? Maybe I'm journaling. Maybe I'm thinking to myself, you know, in the shower or whatever. Oh, interesting. I have all these thoughts about how I could have done better. I should, I should never have bad reviews. Uh, I don't think I'm a good enough doctor. It means it means I'm not a good enough doctor. And if I'm a not a good enough doctor, then I'm not good enough for anything. Okay? So it sounds maybe overly simplified, but that really is what's underneath the shame. The problem is just that we don't ever want to sit with the shame and investigate it long enough to have it help us. We're so busy just ruminating that we don't ever use the shame for our own growth and advantage. So when you do that, you are able to then uncover what's un under there. So really the toxic shame is about the limiting belief I have that I'm not a good enough doctor. And then once we find that, that's gold because that we can work with, right? Through coaching or therapy or both. So how to transmute shame Become aware of triggers. What is most likely to cause you to feel shame? 
Then you're going to find the root cause, similar to what we just talked about. And then you're going to lean in. <laughs> and this, I'm going to be honest with you, this sucks. It sucks to just sit in the shame and feel it. But the reason why I want you to do it is because you only have to do it a few times. So you can feel toxic shame superficially for the rest of your life, or you can lean into it for a little bit and feel it for the next month. Which would you prefer? <laughs> for me, the answer was very obvious. I just want to get it over with. Lean all the way in and work through it. And then be on the other side with new emotions to figure out. Okay, that was the more rewarding path for me. So I, that's why I recommend it. Shame is a barrier to the next level of success. So instead of avoiding it, use it to catapult yourself there. So some examples. Saying no to misaligned opportunities. That might cause some shame because you're disappointing people or you don't want people to think you're lazy or some other bullshit that's not true. Okay? That will bring up shame for you. This is a wonderful opportunity because then you get to decide, oh, I'm scared about people judging me. I have a lot of limiting beliefs that I might be lazy. Then you get to work on that. You get your right to the root of it. Contract negotiations, another one. You get a contract, ask for more money. It doesn't even matter if you want more money or not. Ask for it. <laughs> you know why? It's going to make you feel shame because, oh, why can't I just be grateful for what they offer? No. <laughs> why would you? Ask for more. Maybe it's not more money. Maybe it's more vacation time, more CME. It doesn't matter. Ask for something because physicians aren't used to asking for anything. So it will bring up shame for you or using downtime to actually rest. This is probably the hardest one of all. Just rest and allow yourself to feel the discomfort and shame of that. And then you will easily figure out your limiting beliefs. So today I went a little bit longer than I typically do, but I hope that was helpful. So we defined shame and success. Action step here, define what success is for you. And it's not professional success, it's life success. What does that look like for you? What are your triggers for toxic shame? And then the next week, I want you to label when you're feeling toxic shame. That's the only next step you need to take. And then come and join the Rebel Physician community and I can give you the next steps after that. I hope you guys have a great week.